You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network. We are continuing our coverage of Nip Tuck. We're into season five, up to episode fifteen. So this is kind of the start of season five B, I guess, if you wanted to uh, to break it down that way. Um, we we've chosen not to, but if you did, that was one way you could be looking at it. And um, this is um, starting off a. Uh, Maybe not the best run of episodes, but um, I'm sure we're going to find some interesting stuff to talk about all the same. Looking forward to talking through this first episode to begin with. My name is Nick, and um, we have to be arrogant SABs to do what we do. And my name is Ben, and are you giving me a breast exam while we have sex? <laughs> um, well, I wasn't planning on it, but uh, yeah, that, on, a, on, a whole, on a whole lot of levels, really. If we're you know honest, I'm into but, some um, weird shit. Yeah, man. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. I thought you'd just go with the, you know, I always love watching these in the background while we're talking about them and, you know, I have the <laughs> subtitles on and I love the things that they kind of put in brackets and I just love this, you know, on the previously on, it's like, in brackets, Julia screams. <laughs> Better than moaning, I suppose. So, you know, yeah. you've got to take what you can um, but yeah, I guess we've, uh, we've kind of been, um, teasing or building up to this kind of the second half for this season potentially not being uh, being great at all so um, in some ways I'm dreading kind of going through these episodes because um, there's definitely a real dip in quality here but in some ways I'm looking forward to sometimes it's fun to just rip the shit out of something and um, I, I feel we're probably going to be doing quite a bit of that yeah I think it's interesting with the three main shows that we're covering is that I'd maybe argue that Nip Tuck at least lasts the longest in terms of kind of staying pretty much true to what it was from the beginning um, whereas I think that both uh, Lost and Third Watch kind of you feel this change earlier on and it kind of they last longer in sort of their new version than this, whereas to me Nip Tuck sort of just, yeah, it kind of gets to this point and we've only, what, got about like 28 episodes to go now. So, you know, we've lasted a pretty good stretch here of kind of being a fairly similarish show with kind of the same feel about it, but... Really, after the first 10 minutes of this episode, we're into a different show here. So, uh, it just feels so different, uh, to what we've been used to. And it's just got that season six feel where kind of there's stuff happening, but you just feel kind of bored. There's just kind of something lacking in so many of these episodes. It just doesn't feel like it should be. And at least like it has previously up to this point. Yeah, and I suppose I uh, probably completely dropped the ball here by not actually saying that this episode is uh, Ronnie Chase. Um, first came out on the 6th of January 2009, which is obviously um, quite a gap in time from where we left the show. Um, directed by um, Brad Falchuk, and I, th- I think probably what we um, can talk about a little bit with this one is that this one's written by Ryan Murphy, and I think you can tell that this episode's been written by Ryan Murphy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, while I, I would totally agree that this does start to have a different feel and, and some balls definitely uh, start to drop all over the place, I do think there is some salvageable stuff in this first episode and i might be doing a little bit of defending it which is totally cool i'm always happy to do a little bit of that but um yeah i um i do think that there is some stuff at least in this episode that's that's maybe worth a look i don't i don't know if you can get on board with that but um we can probably start talking about this anyway and um we can probably start talking by you know potentially one of the longest previously on sequences <laughs> two and a half um, minutes seen on the show it. and, and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, totally. You know, you get that two and a half minutes, and um, it's also not followed by a um, kind of cold open. You know, like the the cold open is the previously on, and then we just go straight into the credits, which is a first time, I think. I don't know if we've ever had that before. Um, I think it is the first time. Yeah, 
Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess in some ways that's kind of understandable if we've had such a long time. And um, so this is officially within that kind of writer strike time, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of why we had such a big break between um, these two halves of the season. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So this is basically on the writer strike, um, and that's essentially what it was. And the thing I think we kind of touched on last episode with, you know, kind of how they... I really think they should have done it, that this should be season six, what we get, these final eight episodes. Um, and then kind of, even season six itself suffered from a sort of a split in it, which was meant to be two different seasons, but they decided to lump it all into one. So, you know, I think really it would have made it a lot easier to kind of lump the quality with these. You could say, okay, well, season six is where it jumped the shark, which, I mean, it kind of sort of does. But it's sort of, this is where five is such a tricky one to overall rank when we get to it. That's why you sort of brought that up last week about, you know, rank it to this point. So, but yeah, there, there was the writer strike that sort of happened in, in that period of time. And, you know, it's, this is, I think, what a lot of people, if they just are discovering Nip Tuck for the first time and are just watching this all together, that you have to realize that this is why there was such an issue in terms of why there was such a break over that. And you've got to understand that there's probably so many different things in the writer's room that they've done in between this, you know, once the writers are not on strike anymore and just, you know, different people that are coming to work on the show that have never worked on it. Ryan Murphy, we know, has really stepped away from the show at this point, which is interesting to see that he's written this episode um, and he still does do another episode in this sort of back half of season five. So, yeah, it's kind of such a gap, thanks to the writer's strike, but then I'm not sure if a lot of like uh, the writers that kind of were involved in this show kind of went onto other projects as well with Ryan Murphy and we kind of got a few other ones. Um, but then also at the same time, we do have a lot of repeat offenders here that were involved in the early days. So... Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, that in a lot of ways you kind of, you, you can kind of see the old stuff there, but, um, you can see it kind of almost just disappearing, um, down the drain almost in these episodes, which is quite interesting. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know if there's any of these scenes that I, that we get in the previously on that you think are, um, important, stand out, um, you know, shouldn't be there to me they all kind of felt you know pretty much what you would expect they all kind of lead up to um basically where we left it which is um you know sean doing the surgery and then um you know colin comes in and stabs him four times in the back leaving him in a pool of his own blood so um in a way it's kind of cool because you can't really have a cold open that is the cold open isn't it you kind of need to go straight into um how that's going to be resolved so um i mean anything in those scenes that you think is worth pointing out as in the previously on, or as in the stabbing? Yeah, movies? yeah. Oh, the pre- no, not really. I mean, we see Annie. No, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think the only one, the only one that kind of stood out to me was that you know we get this whole thing about um, um, Julia, and um, it kind of leads you to suspect that we might get um, some kind of resolution to um, you know the whole um, Sean pretending that they're still married and lying to her, and it's kind of all resolved in a throwaway line later on in the episode. So I was kind of disappointed because I was hoping we were going to get some kind of meaningful resolution to that little um you know stinger i guess it was at the end of the last episode so that's disappointing but um anyway we can kind of move on and um that we get this and, and you know say what you want the second half of the season um i really enjoy the sequence that we get and it is a, it's a really long sequence here which is basically the the sean stabbing but from colin's point 
point of view. Um, and, you know, it is a really long scene, so you know, I, I don't want to do the injustice, but I do kind of have to recap it a little bit. And, you know, we kind of get her coming in covered in bandages, um, good old nip-tuck um, security kind of just letting her in. And I kind of feel there's a bit of an inside joke there that they kind of, you know, refer to the, just how shitty the, the security are that they just let this this person, this any old person with bandages on, especially when they've got a photo of don't let this person in. Well, quite obviously that person could just put bandages on and walk on up um so yeah i do love it they make that kind of joke about it um we then kind of get everything from her perspective her kind of you know, creeping around and behind the scenes um yeah and and um i i love the music that we get here um yeah i just i, I do really like it um there's a few things i kind of don't like about the scene is that you know the pool of blood seems to be a lot smaller for sure and all of a sudden um and um you know and the colin kind of drags him away um I, I really like how Liz sells the scene. You know, she's quite, you know, I think it's a good scenes for her and that she's quite panicked. And um, I just love the kind of slow reveal of kind of how everything happens. Um, obviously, this kind of all ends with, um, you know, Sean kind of manages to stab Colleen. You know, she stabbed him four times and didn't kill him, but he seems to stab her once and finish the job off, which is all a little bit convenient. But um, I love the music here. I love a lot of the shots we get here. Um, you know, I don't, I actually I prefer the side of things than, um, than what we got at the end of the last episode, which um, I probably didn't expect. I think it's just it's really well done. Um, yeah, um, I guess I'll hand over to you. There's probably more I want to say, but I, I feel like I need a break to get your take on this. I am so on board with how great this whole section is, and this is the baffling thing to me, is that this starts off so goddamn good, and I would go as far to say that I think this is a, a super big nomination for our top five, which I think is kind of difficult if we're going to have the stabbing from the last episode to kind of this side of it. Maybe, you know, one cancels out the other, but... Um, I just, I love the, this perspective and I just, the editing with the music and just everything here, the song Stop Me by Mark Ronson, just such a great song and it just really fits in with everything here and I just kind of like how they do that sharp, quick cutting as it, you know, goes along with the music, sort of with the beats of the music, both songs they use here as well, it's not just that one. Um, and yeah, just the perspective and I, I even kind of having just Colleen, just the, you know, her absolute loopiness, the way she's like, you know, we're going to be okay now here, Cookie. And just even like that bit when she like goes into the closet and she's like, what a mess. Oh, well, what's new? Um, and just the way it is. And Liz, you're right. Like the way she kind of like slips on the blood and everything along those lines. And then even just Christian when he's like screaming at Liz and just the way it kind of just fades to black and we've just kind of left with that echo of Christian's voice, like screaming for Liz, like, you know, I mean, they could have easily just done what, you know, gone the route they did with the end of season two and kind of just cut to like a funeral and kind of had that dream sequence, which I know you didn't really like how season three started. Um, but yeah, I, I love this. I love this whole sequence and I just, it just baffles me what the hell goes wrong from this point because, you know, I, I think that this is, I said sort of the last episode that from now on, it's kind of, this is the part where it jumps the shark and goes downhill. To be absolutely specific, it's at the end of this montage here that I think it is down from this point. And it's, it's, it's very similar from, <laughs> yeah, um, and I think, yeah. I was just going to say, it's similar. It reminds me of like of, um, on 24 and season six, which is often, you know, the season where it all went bad. And, you know, you, whether you absolutely despise that season, which most people do, you can never take away from the first four episodes of season six being some of the strongest episodes in a row of 24 ever. Like, you were on the edge of your seat. 
and how the hell it goes so badly from that point. That's, to me, what he's nip-tuck right here. How does the first 10 minutes... And can we just point out, this is 10 minutes. We've only got, like, 29 minutes left of this episode from this point on. So you've got pretty much a, almost a sitcom-length episode from this point on to tie up a lot of loose ends four months later. So, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I love this opening sequence. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I'm glad we're in agreement here because, yeah, I I, I was totally, when I watched this, I thought this is, uh, and I'm starting to get into a little bit of hyperbole here, but this is actually one of my favourite scenes ever on Nip Tuck. Um, and, and that, you know, and I think maybe that's because I'm just not expecting it. You know, it, it's, I, I just kind of hadn't expected this to be as good as it is. So, um, mm-hmm. it might be because it's surrounded by, by a lot of rubbish that, um, it makes it feel better than it actually is. Um, I'm not sure, but, um, I, I think this is one of the best. And because it's so long and it, you know, the, the quality is maintained throughout this whole thing. There's just, and lots of nice little touches. Um, you know, I like the thing of, you know, kind of Colin pulls out the knife and, and, you know, just her makeup and the reflection of the knife I think just things like that are really cool um, and, and yeah I think it's one of those things where it's fun to think about is there any way that they could have incorporated some of this into the end of um, you know the the, the seasons five A, um, because they could have ended you know they could have left the cliffhanger in a lot of different places you know like I kind of think um, you know the bit where he's kind of where Sean's kind of going I can't feel my legs that would have been quite an interesting place to cut off as well so i think in a lot of ways it's you know i, I do admire them for kind of leaving a lot of the stuff um you know to, to be discovered at the start of a new season when it could have made an even potentially stronger cliffhanger so um i i really do admire that i think that it is really good so yeah i'm, I'm glad that both of us can kind of kind of heap praise on the scene um, you know, it, it is really good, and I think you know we do get a little bit trapped, and you know there is a lot of rubbish to follow, and um, you know it, it, it's really good to be able to just enjoy the scene for what it is, and um, and not let it get lost in the shuffle here a little bit. So yeah, that's really cool. And, um, yeah, I definitely want to be coming back to this one when in a few weeks' time we're talking about um top five scenes because yeah, it, it it could be tricky to kind of compare this one to what we saw at the end of last season um i I think this is better in my opinion i I just think that maybe just because there's more of it but i think that there's kind of no missteps there it it does all just feel really good um and yeah so i'm i'm really enjoying that and looking forward to talking about that one way or another when we get to our uh, our wrap-up for season five I agree, and Sean sort of... I mean, he doesn't get away with murder. I guess he's self-defense is the difference. Um, but I guess kind of the one stab... You, <laughs> yeah, kind of, yeah. you do kind of see when he stabs her, he kind of like twists the knife. So I guess kind of, you know, the argument is he is a surgeon. He knows where to stab her. So, you know. Yeah, I guess so. And it's one of those things where, you know, if this was real life, there would probably be a, a very long investigation. And, you know, I'm not sure he'd be able to um, to just kind of wipe his hands clean of it and... You know, maybe it is, and we just don't see that part because it's not interesting. And so, security, yeah, I mean, about I, the I security guard, just the way he talks to her when she walks in, and he's just kind of like, McMurtry, facelift, huh? Oh, I hear it starts to get better after a few weeks. Who are you, security guard? Like, do all these security people think they're doctors? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, like I say, I think it's a little bit of a um, maybe a play on the fact, you know, but like the the in, insider Annie jokes that we've had before, I do kind of think this is a little bit like that. That you know, there's been lots of times when you kind of think, how does the security of this, group, you know, and I like the fact that we kind of find out that they're they're kind of like on the third floor or whatever it is that they're actually mm. in almost like an apartment not an apartment, but you know that they're not they don't kind of have like a road frontage like I kind of think we. Used 
assume they had in, in Florida. So that's kind of interesting, something I hadn't really thought about before. So, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. As you say, then we cut to four months later, we get the card up on the screen and um, we find out that Sean has survived, but he's in a wheelchair. And um, we're kind of cutting back to, you know, he's he's come back to work and it seems like this is his, kind of his first day back on the job. Um, he's been off teaching at a university in the meantime. Um, so here he is and he's in a wheelchair, um, can't walk. And um, their first patient is going to be Liz, who wants a breast reduction. So that's kind of this is where we're kind of jumping back into the story. Um, it's interesting that Liz is someone who, again, always is preaching, preach, preach, and then all of a sudden she decides to come in and be all, you know, oh, I want this done, I want that done. And it's just it's kind of random, I think. Like she says, she's always wanted it done. Um, but I don't know. Like it's just it's just random and like. From this point on, we know Liz is going to become a really big, important person, more so than she's ever been before. Um, you know, she kind of did in season four for a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, this isn't going to be a good storyline again. It's going to lead us to what is arguably the worst storyline in all of Nip Tuck. Um, but, you know, I, I do kind of like the back and forth again between her and Christian. It's been a while since we've kind of had a bit of that going forth, you know, the way he's just kind of joking about it, so... Yeah, I, I just, my uh, problem I have with this episode too is the fact that we've got this episode called Ronnie Chase, who I'm guessing is the dude we're gonna see who's got the weird earlobe things. Like, you could have called this Liz Cruz 2, or you could have called this, uh, Christian Troy 2, which I know we do get another one called Christian Troy 2 later on, but I don't know, I feel like we don't need this to be called Ronnie Chase for such a random person who literally has what, like four lines? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is one of those things, I guess, that, you know, they've had, they've had a Liz episode, they've had a Christian episode, so it starts to get a bit, they, you know, you want to have those new names, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, obviously this is going to be a chance for Roma Mafia to shine here, and, um, it's a shame that the storyline she gets is pretty naff, because, um, you know, often she's just that, that supporting character who doesn't get a lot of good, meaty storylines herself, and I think she's a very capable actor, so it would have been good to see her with something really good. Um, yeah, and, and I think probably there's some inconsistency and the way her story is, is written this season and this is just the start of it really um, we're going to get a lot of that in, in the next few episodes which is disappointing really but I, I guess that's kind of part and parcel of how this all goes so yeah we kind of get these scenes um, and they, they then kind of move us into um, um, Sean teaching and I think he's uh, you know he's, he's, he's a pretty um, effective teacher I think I, I do like these scenes with him where he's teaching and obviously he's giving getting the eye from this, this student called Daphne um, this is also where we meet Raj for the first time, who's the 17-year-old prodigy. Um, yeah, so it, it's kind of a little bit of setup too, isn't it? Like we're kind of we're setting up this very minor kind of relationship thing with this um, this Daphne character, but we're also getting the the bigger kind of setup, which is here for Raj, who's going to be around for a little while. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying all these kind of little setup scenes. I think they're quite good. I just want to quickly just really randomly say this because you know I have to bring it up at some point. Where the fuck is Annie? Like, what happened to her in the four months? Is her face okay? Like, I mean, did she survive surgery? Like, it's all about Sean. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it's one of those things too is that it's not just going to be Annie here. Where you're, obviously, you know, we, Sean does actually have another child, which we kind of never see. But also, I think Wilbur is going to be... You know, I knew we make the Annie jokes, but, you know, if you're going to build up these characters who actually have kids and responsibilities, it would be nice to actually see that a little bit and... And um, I think in the second half of the season, it's just these those characters get completely dropped. You know, I think um, to the point where you might even say that Jenna gets more screen time than any of the actual kids on the show. So, um, you know, I think that it, it is kind of disappointing because I think it does kind of make these characters a bit one dimensional. 
I I see Sean as a teacher. I definitely think that's a, a good place for him. Um, and, you know, there always has to be some form of flirty girl, does there not? You know, like, I mean, it just, it just has to be. But I, I mentioned last episode about how there is one person who I actually do really appreciate in the second half of season five, and it's Raj. I love Raj. <laughs> like, it's just, like, something about him that I just really, really like. And some of the stuff they do with him, I kind of actually, you know, like the way they explore it within his dad comes into it um but yeah i mean it's kind of like you know to bring up your favorite jude but it's just like a good jude um if that makes sense like i i like raj this is my highlight maybe of the second half of season five and and perhaps you know when we get to teddy uh you know there's some stuff i actually kind of like about teddy but it's just stuff that doesn't really get explored but yeah i'm glad we i always forget we meet raj so quickly i always think he comes in a little bit later in this part of the season but um no, here he is, and I, I appreciate him. Yeah, no, I, I do really enjoy him. I think he's kind of a little bit of a, the, the comedic value that you need. He's almost like a um, um, a, like a pre-Big Bang Theory Sheldon, isn't he? He's just like this yeah. kind of um, annoying guy who kind of thinks he knows everything and has no social skills. And um, this guy looks really familiar, but when I look at his IMDb page, nothing's kind of sticking out. So um, I'm not sure that I do know him from anywhere, from anywhere else, but he does feel very familiar. And um, yeah, no, I enjoy what he brings to the, this. You know, I think I think that you know. Obviously, these episodes aren't great, but there is a few little gems in them, and I think Raj is, is one of those gems. You've not seen Paul Blart Mall Cop, Nick? You're not a Paul um, Blart Mall no, Cop fan? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not. Um, no, I mean, yeah, there's nothing on that IMDb page that's sticking out to me, but um, maybe he's been in, you know, he, I, I have seen some of that stuff that he's in, so maybe I just remember him from, you know, some some cameo that he had somewhere along the lines. But, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, we we kind of move past these scenes, and um, Sean, Sean leaves with, uh, with Daphne. You know, she's going to go and take him to his car or whatever it is. I can't even remember what the uh, what it is, but um, yeah, you know, we're kind of setting up this kind of I, I wouldn't go as, so far as to call it a romance, but there's obviously this this kind of thing going on with Daphne. I don't know if you've got any any strong opinions about her or uh, yeah, it's is she I the guess one from it's, the next uh, episode, the, the weird mummy girl. Is that the same person? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's you know. It's it's one of these random things that kind of is there and it's kind of there for no real reason. I mean, except to reveal the plot twist. Well, not the plot. Well, it is. We get that in this episode anyway. But yeah, I don't know. She's just there. Like, I mean, there's no real purpose to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that um, you know. I, I think it, you know we kind of need that um, that quota of um, chicks that these two guys are screwing. So I guess it's just um, just part of the storyline, really. But uh, we kind of move on past there, and uh, we get the uh, the breast examination for for um, Liz, which kind of obviously is going to set up a whole lot of stuff here. So it's kind of this awkward thing where you know she's uh, having to reveal her boobs to, to Christian, and, and he's going to you know do this examination. He finds a lump. Um, and um, we kind of go in for this mammogram, and um, we get a whole lot of, I, I kind of quite like the way they do these medicals, you know, it's all kind of these quick quick cuts and everything's done in fast forward, and um, yeah, I mean, there's a whole bunch of scenes kind of going on here together, um, but I think we can probably just encapsulate them into, you know, the, the, the bottom line here is that basically Liz goes in to get this lump check, it's nothing, um, you know, they have a discussion, Christian kind of talks about, oh, he's got a similar type of thing, he gets checked, 
um, and uh, they do a biopsy, comes back that, yes, he does have stage 2 breast cancer. And You know, I think there's a whole lot of information which is actually quite efficiently delivered here in these scenes. I think it's quite good. And um, I like some of the kind of little subtle touches that, you know, when Liz gets in to get her mammogram done, you know, it's no big deal. But when Christian's getting it done, he's crying like a little girl and, you know, all these kind of things. I, you know, I think that they, they kind of get these characters right through these scenes. Um, and you get the whole thing of, you know, Christian kind of saying, whatever, whatever you need, I'm going to be there for you. And, and Liz echoes those sentiments when it's when it's Christian who's in the hot seat. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to be careful that we don't just kind of write off some of these early scenes, which I think are quite good because what follows with the storyline is really bad because, you know, I think that what we get in this episode is actually quite good. Um, and, you know, it's hard not to think about where it's going, um, but I'm trying not to do that because I think that the, the scenes we're getting here um, are working for me. Yeah, and I agree to the extent that, I mean, I really like the editing, the way they kind of do all this. And, you know, I remember watching this for the first time, assuming, like, oh, crap, Lisa's going to get breast cancer. And it just kind of come out of nowhere that, actually, no, it's Christian who's got it. Um, Like, it's done well. And I also, like, the one thing I'll say about this storyline is that I think it's a unique storyline to explore. That I cannot think of a show, and I mean, I watched 15 seasons of ER, but it's been a long time since I've watched ER, that, you know, if they've ever explored, you know, men having breast cancer. So I think that it's a very thought, well thought out storyline that they could have done so much better. But the thing that just completely tarnishes it for me is what it's going to amount to. Um, so that's the only thing about it. I just think it's got a, it's a potential storyline that really could have done well. We don't need to throw this Liz stuff in with it, which is just, oh, like, we're going to get to that more so next week. But, I, 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 you know, just the way they kind of end, you see that process of them getting the mammogram and everything along those lines, and even just the way they're kind of talking about, um, you know, famous people who had breast cancer. And what does Christian say? Like, Shaft had tit cancer? Like, just, you know, yeah, little yeah. things like that. Like, I just, I like the way they do it. Um, but it's just, yeah, like, again, so much of this stuff is starting off well. It's just, you know, it's, you know, it's going to not stay yeah. this way. Yeah, and I think going back to, you know, something that I pointed out at the start of, of our discussion here is that Ryan Murphy's the writer behind this one, and you can tell, you know, because there is actually some quality here. Um, and yeah, and you're right, because I think if I go back to what is one of my, and I haven't been ranking my episodes, and maybe I should have been doing that, because I think, you know, if I was going to look back, one of my absolute favourite episodes of the show was, uh, I couldn't name name it exactly, but it's the, uh, I think the season two one where, where Christian has the HIV scare, and I think that that's really effective, because we see Christian in a really vulnerable state, and it's not something we're used to seeing with him, and how he reacts to that, and, um, you know, and, and the people who, who rally behind him in his moment of need, you know, I think it's all really, really well delivered, and we're kind of getting something similar here and you know, I, I like that because we're not seeing Christian in his normal state and I think that it kind of throws us as, as viewers for a bit of a loop so um, I, I think it's interesting stuff to explore as you quite rightly say so um, yeah I mean um, what we're getting up I, I think the setup's quite good um, and probably what we're both saying is that the payoff's not going to be good um, but we'll get there when we get there um, we then move on to we're assuming that this guy is Ronnie Chase he's not really introduced <laughs> I don't think we actually get a name check for him, but yes, he's um, he's got these um, what are they the ear discs or whatever they're called? I'm not oh, entirely sure, but um, low things, yeah, they're, they're yeah. weird and freaky. 
Yeah, yeah. So he's in a band. He got kicked out. He's got to get a real job, um, and he needs to have these uh, these things kind of cut out and, and have his ears fixed. And um, so, yeah, Raj is there to um, observe the surgery, um, and um, Sean's not there. And, and you know, this is all making uh, Christian feel pretty uncomfortable. He's he's not really enjoying this, um, and um, basically ends up kicking Raj out because Raj is kind of you know d- second guessing and telling Sean, uh, sorry, Christian, what he should be doing and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think we kind of get this comedy, and I think we kind of needed it. You know, at this at this point in the episode, you kind of need it. We've had some some pretty heavy news being delivered to us, so it's you know, I think it's good to kind of get some um, some kind of comedy elements here with with these two. Yeah, kind of you know, calling him calling his work subs, insubstantial, whatever he says. You know, I think it's yeah, I, th- I think it's just quite good timing in the episode for this this little bit of humour. I agree, and I think that, you know, Raji delivers it well, but, I mean, the, the problem with so much of this is that um, when it comes down to the humour, just because so much of these episodes are weighted down by kind of just slow sort of stuff that just, you know, again, kind of just doesn't have the vibe of things, it just it just doesn't feel like Nip Tuck the way they do it, if you know what I mean, and it's just... Yeah, I, I, I get everything you're saying and it's funny, but at the same time, it's just, it just, it gets forgotten about so quickly. You know, I like the, I like the stuff there with Christian when he's kind of like, you know, get out of here, Doogie Howser. I mean, there's no way that this guy is 17, but you know, like, it's just, it's kind of funny. And it's, it, it also kind of does feel slightly missing though, that all of a sudden Sean's like sort of gone off at him slightly in his class and all of a sudden he's just like, Hey, come and, you know, look at, help out here with us at McNamara Troy. You know, it just kind of goes from one extreme to the other. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I agree with everything you say, but it's just, there's just something about the humour in sort of a lot of these episodes just doesn't land. And I mean, there is some stuff, you know, in the last season and a half that definitely does work, but you know, it's, it's more hit than me. It's more hit. Uh, so, so let me just rephrase that. It's more miss than hit. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and um, yeah, it's certainly not um, not knock it out of the park stuff. But you know, for me, it's working enough to to keep me in the moment. And um, I guess um, in terms of a very low bar to pass, it, it's it's clearing that quite easily for me. You know, I think it, you know, it's keeping me in the episode, and um, that's definitely not something I'm going to be able to say as we go forward. So, you know, I literally am going to be pausing the dvd at certain points in the next few episodes and going what you know like what what did i actually just watch and how does that actually connect to anything and that's not happening here everything does feel like it's flowing correctly and so yeah i'm, I'm not going to ding it too much I, you know the stuff's there um so yeah i i think that's one of those things that you know i don't want to get too caught up in things that might not work entirely because um yeah i i think generally speaking they're, they're okay you know so then we move forward and um and matt is around at sean's place and he's he's helping him out with his therapy we see the you know the kind of traditional thing of the you know the two bars where they're holding on to it and trying to teach themselves to walk and um yeah and, and we kind of get this discussion a little bit where you know and this is what i was talking about earlier about the payoff for you know that scene earlier where sean pretends to julia that um they're still married and we kind of get the throwaway line to resolve that little issue where you know basically julia's memory starting to come back and and you know and she found out that sean had been lying to her and she's pissed off about it and i feel like that's a really really weak way to resolve that storyline um, yes. Having said that, I'm not sure that I wanted you know four or five episodes of Sean and Julia trying to pretend that they were still together. Like that would have been shit as well. So it's probably the lesser of two evils, but that doesn't make it good. Um, yeah, and then we get Matt's going to go and um, and sign up for pre med. So this is going to set us up a, a you know a very kind of short three or four episode arc that we're going to get here. So yeah, this just feels like a bit of an adjoining um, scene which kind of connects these characters up, introduces Matt back into the story, um, and kind of sets up his little as well where he's going to go in the next few episodes 
I, I mean, you're right. Like, you don't want to see three or four episodes in Julia and, you know, who are you and what's my favourite colour? But, like, at least if you're going to go out of your way to bring in the worst and most laziest plotline you can imagine in TV, at least <laughs> fucking give an attempt at it. Like, to me, this is yeah. just the one that they've sat around in the room and gone, okay, where do we pick up from? Oh, remember Julia has amnesia? Now scrap that. Let's pretend our audience have amnesia and let's just, you know, we were dumb to bring that up. Like, Ryan Murphy's kind of corrected the wrong there. Um, which, I mean, he goes to do another correction very shortly which i don't know how i feel about but um yeah i mean it's good to have matt matt's kind of normal here isn't he like we we sort of find out that emmy's buggered off to new york to get into fashion so he's no longer having sex with his sister um so you know there's that and she'll never be mentioned ever again um so probably for the best yeah i mean it's just i i like this is the thing i will say i like it's the potential of matt going to med school i think this should have been a thing that they should have stuck with and like i know kind of based on the flash forward episode which we're going to find out soon they've just kind of retconned themselves in the way they've done it (laughs) that would have set themselves up for kind of like laying the foundations for it so yeah yeah, i think it had potential and i would like to see matt doing medical school i think that would be appropriate way to go with his character but you know they're just going to find more outlandish ways to hashtag poor matt very soon yeah and i guess probably one thing that kind of encapsulates everything that we get from this point onwards in nip tucker at least especially for the the second half of season five is that um it kind of feels like they don't have the balls to to um pull off some of the the stuff that that they try and set up and i think you know early nip tucks especially kind of seasons two three and, and maybe four is that um you know there were some wacky ideas there but you've got to give them credit for actually you know sticking with it and and going through with it and um you know I think the show was stronger because they were prepared to go places that maybe other TV shows weren't. And now it feels like they they kind of want to reel you in with some setups, but they don't actually want to pay them off, and that's quite frustrating. I agree. Um, yeah, and and so that's what that's going to be a recurring theme, I think, for us is that you think it's going one way, we're going to try something crazy, and then they just pull out of it, and so you never really get the satisfaction of you know a, a kind of crazy storyline kind of coming out which in some ways is just a little bit more fun so anyway we kind of get this uh in the middle of this christian comes in and my notes here just say um christian turns up and is a dick <laughs> <laughs> so i think that that pretty much sums it up and and you know obviously he's got reasons to be a dick um you know kind of matt, matt leaves and we have this kind of really interesting discussion between these two guys about um you know that they're both in a bad place but you know sean doesn't know that yet but you know sean's having a um to steal a line from Deadpool 2 um, he's got that pity dick in his mouth and um, you know we're we, you know, we basically it's all about poor Sean because he's in a wheelchair which is a, a fair enough thing to be feeling um, but then obviously um, you know Christian drops the bomb that he's got breast cancer and um, that is kind of the end of that scene so yeah it's um it's it's pretty interesting i think this whole thing i think it's um it's done well and um it's good to see these two guys in a quite a dramatic scene together as i just said matt's kind of normal here you've also got to like feel sorry for him that like all three of his parents you know his mum's been shot his dad's been stabbed and his other dad's got breast cancer so uh matt you know not a good not a good couple of months here for poor maddie 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's um, one of those things. And you know, one thing I do love about Matt is that you know, obviously, we're going to see him kind of come in and supporting Christian later on. I, I do love that Matt is kind of the, like this I, the idealist and this nice guy who, you know, regardless of the shit he goes through, does kind of want to be there for his family. Which you know, I think he's such a such a relatable kind of character, and everybody would want to kind of be like Matt to go through shit like this and still be a you know a reasonably decent human being. I think kind of the Matt character is a little bit undercooked, and, and I'm always a bit disappointed. I've come to really like the Matt character um, regardless of all the crazy shit that he goes through so yeah I, it, it's um, he's going to get some stuff to do going forward so that's going to be fun I think yeah I agree and it's you know again there is some potentially good stuff there which I really just wish they had stuck with which I think would have made his character more interesting rather than you know what will ultimately lead down this poor little hashtag Matt rabbit hole that we're going to get yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and um, you know, and I do like that they actually kind of tie in the Matt stuff with the Raj stuff a little bit later. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're going to get what I think is actually just a really fun um, nip tuck scene, which is you know these two guys at the bar picking these two women up. Um, and um, yeah, as you said, there is a bit there where Sean goes, "Oh, you know, I have this dream, and you know, you're still alive," and basically passing off the Conor McNamara 2026 episode as something of a dream, which is I think <laughs> kind of backs up my point that it was never really supposed to be a a literal um, vision of the future, but I think it will probably piss a lot of people off too who kind of did see it as a literal version. So, again, I think it's another cheap exit out. And, um, yeah, a little bit disappointing, but not something I'm really dwelling on too much. Um, but, yeah, we get these the, these this scene where these, um, they pick up these two girls and, and take them home. Um, where the fuck is Wilbur? We'll never know. Um, but, yeah, basically, I, I, I do love that, you know, kind of Sean is having a great time with this girl, and um, even though he's in the wheelchair, it's you know it's all it's all fun um christian's not having nearly as much fun with this whole thing um and um I, I, the the only other thing i kind of noted on the scene was um how much the uh the woman that that sean ends up with looks like julia like yes. ridiculous so yes. um it seems to be something that they're deliberately doing is making sure that all you know all these women he hooks up with look like julia um yes yeah, so I, I just think that that's quite interesting um but yeah i mean generally speaking i think just some fun scenes here just on the dream thing. Now, I first of all want to apologize to people who kind of, you know, cause I, I honestly could not, re- I could not remember that they do this. So like, you know, much as I talked up in Conor McNamara and I think you might have asked me the question about it and I kind of was flat out like, no, this is, this is canon now. You know, it's kind of like left open. And so I, I apologize. It's kind of selling myself as this nip tuck fan. I can't even remember this one little throwaway scene where they kind of just completely go, nah, that was all the dream. Moving on. Um, and it's disappointing, though, because, A, obviously I love that episode, and, B, just watching that interview with Ryan Murphy when he talked about it, how he kind of, you know, wished he hadn't done it because he felt like that's a path that they have to go down. And I think I mentioned in that episode, to me, it's it's such an ambiguous future that, like, even the way this show ends, it's not throughout the realms of possibility that that's how this turns out. So I, I kind of liked thinking that that is a potential future for how it would be. And I just think, yeah, like you said, the dream's kind of just a lazy cop-out. And it's, it's, but the thing is that, you know, one thing I will give it slight props for is the fact that this episode that they refer to is over a season ago. It's not like this was like within the last couple of weeks. So, you know, props to Ryan Murphy and crew for kind of the continuity at least from, hey, remember that time, you know, we had that episode in the future? Well, that didn't exist because it was all a dream in Sean's head. So, like, I, I like the fact that they kind of at least keep that on the, the table and the fact that they remember it. 
But other than that, yeah, I just, I don't like the dream sequence. Like, you know, it's, it just seems like a random thing. Hey, you know, I know you're going to live because I had a very vivid dream where we all grew yeah. up in the future. Like, it's just, it's a random thing. Like, we all have vivid dreams and, you know, some stick with us, but some don't. Like, I don't want to sit here and go, Nick, I know our podcast is going to be the greatest thing ever because five years ago when we started Survivor, I dreamt <laughs> that you were winning an Oscar for best pot. Like, no, like, I'm not going to remember that. So, yeah, it's a bit, uh, I just, no, like, I just don't like it. I just don't like it that they do it. And it just, I, I just ignore it. And <laughs> I assume that Connor McNamara 2026 is how it turns out. So, um, but other than that, yeah, like, I mean, the woman, yeah, you're absolutely right. That is Julia's twin. Um, and yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting one. Poor Christian kind of, you know, he'll, he'll get a bit of this in the next week or two about sort of just getting, you know, not so lucky with the women and then lucky with, oh, don't even get me started. Um, but, yeah, Sean, I do love the way that woman's like, that's the best sex I've ever had. And he's just like, really? <laughs> he kind of looks at her. Um, but the way she's like, I'm addicted now. I want more. Like, why don't we ever see this woman again? Or is she just going out to like all different bars now and picking up men in wheelchairs? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do love the kind of like um, the comedic scenes of like, you know, basically like she's sitting on his lap and they're doing like little circles in the wheelchair. Like, that's quite funny. Um, <laughs> yes. Just like there's a couple of like, you know, um, you know, angles that they're working on here and, it, you know, and they kind of fall backwards in the chair at the end, obviously, which is really fun. Um, yeah, so it, it just kind of like feels like we're getting back to, you know, these kind of fun sex scenes, which are always really good on the show. Um, so, you know, I mean, I really enjoy this stuff. It's um, It's good. And, you know, I kind of like the whole thing as well of, you know, kind of christians giving this this woman a breast exam basically and you know and that's what kind of ends up making it not good for him he ends up smashing the mirror at the end so yeah some some complex stuff going on for christian i suppose but um we then kind of move on to the next scene and it's um yeah it's um you know christian is kind of comes home i guess and liz is there with uh not just wilbur with, with lipo the dog i've forgotten all so about I forgot, lipo yeah, i um, forgot lipo even made another appearance i thought lipo was completely forgotten about i think we said in that episode but shock and horror yeah. is another bit of continuity that they do remember they have a dog yeah I, for some reason as well i i remember that storyline any with them taking the dog back I, I don't know why i remember that but um yeah anyway it, it's not that important um what is important is that christian wants liz to adopt wilbur if he dies um and i think this is you know this is um yeah, I don't know. I just think this is quite a quite a good scene here. Where obviously, kind of Liz is saying, you know, um, as your friend, you know, I like that you're making, you know, making these these decisions now. And, you know, I think it's it's kind of good stuff. I, it's um, it kind of feels a bit defunct because of where we go next. But um, I, I in the moment, I do really enjoy this scene. I think it's one of those things that you know we're measuring things at episodic type of thing. And I think what we get here is, yeah, I, I, I do enjoy this scene. And this is all you need with this storyline. Just have it simply as, hey, would you adopt him if I die? That's all you need, people. Like, that's where this should be ending, right here. I mean, it is, you know, it's nice and sweet, and, and it's also a case of, hey, remember Wilbur, that other child that Christian has? So, um, yeah, but, I mean, this is literally all you need with this storyline, um, and I really wish yeah. they had just stopped at this point. 
Yeah, yeah, and you know, I do like the point that you know, Christian makes. You know, he's had had a parent for basically every life, uh, every year of his life. Yeah. I think you know stuff like that's really you know. I think that there's some good points here. Yeah, and yep. So what we get in this episode is really good. So yeah, I, I do really like that. We kind of then move forwards to the Christian surgery scene, and there's this, you know I think these are kind of these this as I said mats there as well, and and one of the things that I really like as well is there's really um you know and this this comment that I think they actually make in the episode that you know it's un usual when they're all on the outside you know they're used to being in the the operating theater you know doing the work and and they're having to stand on the outside and watch somebody else work on their friend is a very unusual thing for them to be doing um you know they're not used to that at all so yeah i think it's uh, obviously kind of um sean comes in towards the end but i do kind of like that idea that these guys feel a little bit helpless when they're usually the ones that are, are kind of doing the work themselves and we should really mention i'm surprised you didn't mention it uh sean had maroon scrubs on at the beginning of this episode now he's got white scrubs yes. on so he's taking yes. off a few colors well, got, he's, right now he's mismatched himself actually because he's in white scrubs with a blue cap and then like a <laughs> light blue um kind of face mask it's he's all over the place he's kind of like one of those cars that's got different colors on it you know when it gets beaten up and it goes to the panel beaters but yeah it, it is kind of weird um then we get this um oh and i mean this is one of those things that really ruins it takes this this does take me out of the moment is that i hate these kind of dream sequence type things and it's obviously this thing where you know you you cut to it and i'm not quite sure if this is meant to be kind of like a memory or a complete dream or whatever it is but it's you now sean at colling's funeral and um you know it all seems fine and normal and and it was normal as a funeral gets until um, he kind of goes up to the casket and it's himself in the casket and then Colin comes in behind him. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, for me, I just think that this is a clumsy way of dealing with this. I, you know, I think we could have – it feels out of place in this episode. This feels like this stuff should have really gone somewhere else or into the next episode or you put the Christian stuff in the next episode or whatever it is. That To me, it just – this doesn't feel like it's in the right place to me. Um, and I just think it's a clumsy way of handling it that you kind of get Colleen coming back and talking to him. I just – for me, it just feels like um, you know, kind of a lazy way out of this. First thing that you kind of notice about this is that it's four months later and they're only holding the memorial service now. Uh, so that, that to me is like, mm, that's a bit of a question why it's so late. But I mean, you, you, I'm the opposite generally with you with dreams. You know, I, I kind of like the way they do it. I think it just fits into this style and nip tuck. But I, I, I agree with you. There's something feels off about this and the way they kind of end the episode. And it doesn't make sense to me what they're trying to come across with this. Like, are they trying to say that like, Oh, it's all right, Sean. You're nearly dead now. It's okay. Like, and then he wakes up and he walks. Like, I don't get what they're trying to do. Like, I think it's, it's good what, like, to me, it makes sense they would do this with Colleen because, you know, we had that with, um, oh, the babysitter in season four and obviously he sees Escobar and, you know, this is kind of a Sean thing that he sees. He sees these dead people. So, you know, that's kind of, it's a Sean trait, but, um, I just think they could have done something better with it. Like, don't bring her back in the same episode. Bring her back in a few episodes time or something like that, yeah. you know, and, and make it yeah. something to do with that. But yeah, I completely agree with you. And it's just, it doesn't feel right. Like, to me, it's a big enough plot twist that, holy shit, he can walk. Like, oh my God, that's where you end the episode. Like, it's an emotional scene with Christian, obviously looking at the scar on his chest, but have that at, a, like, the end of the next episode or something like that. Like, you don't combine the two. It just, you see what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't work. 
Yeah, yeah. For me, and I mean, you know, one of the things that I don't want to be too hypocritical because one of the, the issues that I had with the um, with the you know, kind of first half of the season, the five A, if you will, if you will, is that um, you know, Sean, uh, sorry, Christian didn't really get a storyline, and um, he was kind of just floating along, where it was all about Sean. And you know, now Christian does have a storyline, and um, you know, I, I do like the fact that they are actually trying to intermingle these two stories, which is something it feels like they they weren't doing a great job of in the first half of the season. So. Um, I may not like the storylines, but I do like the fact that they've realised that the show's actually about more than one of the Doctors. It's about both of them. So you need to get them in here. Yeah, this just doesn't... It feels like poor placement and a lazy way of delivering this information, if you ask me. But, but that's just me. Um, we then kind of... Uh, we kind of come out of that. And, um, yeah, there's, there's kind of... Um, not too much else in this episode we kind of just get the the final scenes really which is both these two guys um yeah and and i guess the thing is we get that you know leading out of this kind of colleen thing is it's a dream and um you know sean kind of you know wakes up and um you know big plot plot twist he can walk um that he's been putting this on or he suddenly realized he can walk or whatever it is you know but um we kind of get more of that information as we go forwards into the next episode but um again i feel like it's disappointing that we actually you know we we get that that reveal so soon i think that you know it was such a big plot twist at the end of the you know such a cliffhanger at the end of the the 5a that you know to suddenly have it everything's back to normal for sean you know more or less by the end of one episode which i think is disappointing we could have kind of stretched this out over a couple of couple more episodes at least um so i'm a bit disappointed there um but then we get this kind of nice juxtaposition to finish the episode where kind of both these these boys are both you know awake in the middle of the night um looking at their respective scars you know and i, I do like the ones we get of sean these kind of knife marks on his back which are pretty brutal and then obviously we get um christian checking out his surgery scars um yeah i think i think that it's um a, a good way to kind of end this episode that in both these guys are, are in a bad place but for very different reasons and um yeah they're both kind of checking themselves out and the damage that's been done to them so um yeah i, I do kind of like how we finish this uh well i obviously jumped ahead and talked about this about five seconds ago but yeah i don't i don't like how it ends i think it's again the effectiveness of it it just you've just had this reveal that he can walk and i agree with you i think it's something that they could have stretched out more and i mean again we we complain about these episodes sort of feeling a bit boring sometimes and having so many potentials like we should be noting these down as the potential storylines they could have stretched out and actually make it you know interesting but you know i think you summed it up well they kind of just don't seem to have the balls to do it anymore and it's just kind of they're they're gelled over and we just get other weird storylines that just kind of a dumb and then we get the dumbest storyline in the history of nip tuck about to start next week so yeah it's um it's just, I don't like it. I think, save it for the end. I save it for another. Separate these two moments. Separate the walking moment from the scars moment, and then you've then it's more effective. To me, I'm still in shock that he can walk, and now I'm meant to be like looking at the different scars on each person. Yeah, I, I think they need to separate this bit. Yeah, I think so, and I think obviously it's not the end of the whole um, Sean can walk type. You know, you know, we obviously that's going to be stretched out a little bit, but I think it's a lot of information for us as a viewer to 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 kind of process in one hit. And I, you know, personally, I would have kind of liked to have just seen that spread out a little bit more. So yeah, I mean, it's um, I you know, I do find it effective, but I also think it could have been handled in a slightly different way. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think we've kind of gone through this episode and and um we can probably move into um how we're going to rate this this episode so um i might kind of chuck it over to you first in terms of where you're going um you know is it going to be a buy is it going to be a rent or is it going to be a bin for you 
I'm not even going to beat around the bush. I'm just going to say that if it wasn't for the first 10 minutes, this would be a bin for me. But because of the first 10 <laughs> minutes, it's going to be saved and be put into the rent category. It's a very low rent. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've, I mean, right now, if I look at my list, I've got this as the lowest rent possible, uh, in 66 position. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just literally on the cusp of being a bin, but, the, the first 10 minutes saves it because I just think it's so memorable and it probably will end up on our top five. And I like what you said. It's maybe one of your favorite Nip Tuck scenes. I remember when I first saw this episode, I probably went back and watched that scene alone like about three or four times after I watched the episode because I just loved it. So there's just, I mean, there's such potential there, but yeah, then yeah, just kind I, of, it just gets weighed down so much yeah. by crap. And then just the ending to me just, yeah, it doesn't work for me. So it's just, it just, you just feel it. You, you just feel it straight away that you know this is what the show is going to be like moving forward till it ends. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very low rent for me. Yeah. And I, I can totally feel where you're coming from there. I think, um, I'm, I'm a little bit more, um, you know, charitable towards this. And one of the, the things that I've been trying to say, um, a few times as we've been talking th- through this episode is that, you know, the, the way that we kind of chop the show up is that we review it episode by episode. We don't review storylines. And, you know, if I was going to review the, the kind of Christian has cancer storyline is that, I would feel very differently about it as opposed to what we get in this episode. Um, I don't like the storyline, but I do like this episode. And um, it may be the fact that I'm a bit worried that I may never get the chance to do it again during the show's run, but I am actually going to buy this episode. Wow. Um, and, you know, it's, and it is a low buy for sure. Um, but what I will say is, you know, I'll, I'll repeat what you you were just saying about that the, the opening scene is amazing and it's a long scene as well you know it's a quarter of the episode basically so you know a quarter of the episode is amazing um and and i think the rest of the episode is pretty good like it's not terrible um uh, i do like the kind of scene with the you know the 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 kind of double sex and i think is really good i like the way that the, the news about christian is delivered i think it's quite you know it, it's they don't belabor the point um and i do like the review feel at the end for, for Sean. So, you know, there's there's plenty in here to like. Um, and, you know, yes, there is some problems, but I think probably what we're talking about, like if you're watching this in the moment without knowing what's coming, you probably quite enjoy this episode. And I think it, it's impossible to do that now because we do know where it's going and we know how bad it's going to get. That It is really hard to kind of um, to kind of separate out this episode. So what I've really tried to do is actually separate this episode out. And I think it's got, um, it goes from um, some, reasonably okay slash average stuff to some actually superb stuff so i'm happy to put it in the buy it's definitely a lower buy for me and um like i say i think this might be the last one um so i I could be wrong about that you know my memories of season six are so poor that there could be some good stuff in six but i am pretty concerned this might be my last chance to buy an episode so maybe i'm letting it slide through and i maybe shouldn't but um i'm i'm gonna let it slide through all the same yeah, I'm just looking at my list here, and I didn't last board buy I did was uh, Lulu Grandine of four episodes ago. So, um, yeah, I might not be buying anything. I might have spent all my money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it it, it could be a, a hard run home as we've talked a lot about. But um, yeah, I mean we we're, we're going to get to that, and we can kind of go on and talk about where we're going with the uh, the next episode with Jean Shelley. Um, it's uh, it's certainly a um, feels feels like um a pretty hard turn from where we've gone. Um, things are going to get uh, pretty messy, I think, as we go forwards. Um, but um, one thing I will say for this next episode is it's a very quotable episode. Oh bloody hell! It's um, I you and I are going to be fighting over quotes. I mean, even if you use one that I want to use, that yeah, like this is for 
let's just let's be honest for such a shit episode it's got a lot of quotes in it <laughs> like it's yeah there's a scene in the next episode which i feel we can devote the entire episode to because um it might be the biggest wtf scene in all of nip tuck and you think that it's going to be one scene and that's forgotten about oh no it's going to continue for the rest of this season so huh, i don't know how i feel about talking about it. maybe i'll be sick next week i don't know yeah, I mean, it's, it is, yeah, it's, it's only going to get worse, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I, I, like I said at the top of the episode, I think we can have, we can poke fun at some of the, the deranged and stupid stuff. And, um, I don't want to get too depressed because I think, you know, even though it may not be the greatest TV in the world, there's still some fun stuff there. And, um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's not depress our listeners too much. Definitely come back and listen to some more because, um, even if you don't like the episode, we're, we're always going to have fun talking about it. So, um, I think that, yeah, let's not, let's, let's not get ourselves too down about the whole thing. Oh, I will. So um, I'll, I'll stand up for the depressed listeners. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, for now we can we can probably leave it and, and come back and talk about Gene Shelley next time. Um, uh, uh, remember to uh, to follow us on um, on Facebook and Twitter and um, and all the usual spots. I always forget which ones are on. Um, that that's Ben's that's Ben's thing to to remind us all of that kind of stuff. It's not me, but um, I'll, I'll try my best anyway. But uh, yeah, no, make sure you uh, follow us. We we always appreciate any feedback and um, rating us on iTunes and all that fun stuff. So if you feel like doing some of that, um, we are more than happy to hear from you, that's for sure. But uh, until next time, um, I've been Nick, and uh, how about Bodacious Boobies? And my name is Ben, and I've been kicked out of the podcast. Now I've got to get a real job. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.